Well, if you haven't had a chance to be with us the last few weeks, we've been looking at the Christmas story through the lens of the serenity prayer. And uh, we've begun our time together each week praying that prayer, so I'd like to invite you to join with me and let's pray that prayer this morning. If you all could put it on the screen for us. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. In week one, we looked at the very first line of that serenity prayer, accepting the things that I cannot change, and highlighted Mary. Mary was visited by an angel. She was told that you are going to be the mother of the Christ child, the Messiah, and Mary probably nervous and afraid and filled with all sorts of anxiety and uncertainty about what that might mean, still said, Lord, let it be as you have said. She accepted what she could not change. And then in the next week, we looked at the second part of that opening phrase, and the courage to change the things that I can. And we highlighted Joseph. And we said that Joseph too was visited by an angel. Joseph had already learned that Mary was pregnant and he knew that the baby was not his. And so he had decided in his own mind that he was going to just quietly divorce and dismiss Mary. And yet when visited by this angel as he slept, he had the courage to change his mind when the angel said, go ahead and take Mary as your wife. For this is a part of my great plan, God's great plan. And so Joseph had the courage to change. And so this morning we're looking at the Magi and we're looking at the wisdom to know the difference. Because it is uh, when you have the courage to change the things you can and, and grant me to accept the things I cannot change, the problem is, is how do you know what to accept and what to change? And so you need the wisdom to know the difference. I had an opportunity to put this into practice in a very personal way this week. Reverend Mary came to me and said, this week the choir is going to be singing some more of its beautiful Advent and Christmas music, and it's going to take up a a bigger part of the service. And so I either had to accept the fact that the choir was going to be leading us in music more and shorten my sermon, Or, I could have the courage to just preach as long as I want to anyway. I don't care. (laughs) We'll see which one I do later. Um, But let's look at these magi, these wise men, and what might they teach us about the wisdom of knowing the difference? The wisdom of knowing the difference. Scholars believe that these magi were actually Persian astrologers and that they would look up into the heavens uh, to to get insight on what was going to happen on the earth below. Uh, We believe that they were dualistic in their religious thinking, that they thought that everything spiritual was good and everything physical 
was bad. And so we believe that these astrologers were looking up into the heavens because they believed that what was going on there, what they witnessed there, gave some sign as to what was going to happen on earth. And it was while they were examining those heavens that they began to notice this unusual star. And they began to discern something about this star that was calling them to question what they had always believed. They began to sense that this star might be there to lead them to a divine king. Now this would have really thrown them out of sorts because they already believed that only the things spiritual were good and they thought that everything physical was bad, and so the fact that this divinity would take the form of an earthly king made them begin to try to wrestle with, could something physical be good? And so I wonder, as they see this star, and they're trying to make sense of what it means, and they're trying to make sense of what they should do in response to it, did they pray a prayer similar to the one we find in the serenity prayer. Did they say, give me the wisdom to know the difference about this star? I don't know if they prayed that prayer or not, but they did uh, decide and, and discern that they should follow that star. And so they follow that star and it leads them to Jerusalem. They probably assumed that because this was the largest city in the region, uh, that this would be the place where a king might be born and, and where a king might grow and up and live. And so they get to Jerusalem and they begin to ask a question, where is this king that has been born? And when Herod found out about it, he got really upset really frightened, because this was a threat to his kingdom. He didn't want another king to come to power, because it would mean that his kingship was coming to an end. And so when he heard the question that the Magi were asking, where is this king that was born? He called in the chief scribes and chief priests and scribes. And when he asked them that question, when he posed that question to them, the scribes and the chief priests began to quote Scripture. We find it in the book of Micah. But he said, they said that this king that was coming would come to Bethlehem. And so I wonder, when the Magi heard this, that star had led them to Jerusalem. But now they're being told, that the king is being born in Bethlehem. It's as if a star can only lead you so far, but it's actually the Scripture being quoted to them that gave them reason to think, maybe I need to move on from Jerusalem and go to Bethlehem. And so I wonder, did those wise men pray a prayer similar to the serenity prayer that we prayed today? Give me the wisdom to know what I should do. Should I stay here in Jerusalem where the star led me? Or should I go on to Bethlehem where the Scripture says this birth will take place? And so they decide to go on to Bethlehem. 
And Herod comes up to them and says, Hey, I tell you what, if you find that baby in Bethlehem, would you come back and let me know? Because I'd like to go and worship the child. And then those magi have to ask themselves, is Herod really wanting to worship this king? Or does Herod have some ulterior, ulterior motive in mind? And maybe they prayed a prayer that said, God, grant me the wisdom to know the difference in that situation. And so those magi go to Bethlehem, and there they find the Christ, and they take their gifts to the Christ, and they worship and adore the Christ. And when they get ready to leave, in some way they have discerned that they should not go back to Herod and tell Herod where the child is. And instead, they discern to go home a different way so that Herod won't see them. And I wonder, was it because they prayed that prayer similar to the serenity prayer that said, grant me the serenity and the wisdom to know the difference? Well, the questions that I have for you this morning as we gather is, what if those wise men, what if those magi had have stayed at home? Then they wouldn't have countered God in this brand new and compelling way. And what if those magi had never looked up? What if they were just too busy? Or what if they didn't stop to question what they'd always believed, that nothing physical can be good? What if they'd not questioned that and not gone to look for the Christ child, the divine King, the Son of God? But they had the wisdom to know the difference. They had the wisdom to believe that this could be something different. They had the wisdom to believe that they could do something different. And that wisdom made all the difference. May we have and seek that same sort of wisdom ourselves. Would you join with me? And let's pray the serenity prayer again. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this world as it is, not as I would have it, Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever.